you are listening to the Diva Lounge Podcast with your host, Angie B. This is a platform for women entrepreneurs. We interview women of all backgrounds and feature independent artists, giving them a platform and safe space to share things about life, love, and business. We look to inspire girls and women worldwide. This is a lounge so you can grab your wine, kick back, and let's rock out. everyone doing tonight thank you for joining the live with me tonight we are here we're going to interview dr latasha holden this evening i'm super excited about this interview y'all so like i said show your love and support share this post to some of your uh women's group women empowerment group um this is all about women's empowerment um and displaying love for black women so Again, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Again, share the video. Share, share, share. I'm just um, sh sharing the video to some of my groups that I'm in that I feel some women could benefit from this. So I'm doing that. So allow me a moment. I'm just, you know, um, allowing people to come on in so that we can go ahead and get started. All right, guys, we'll be getting started in just a moment. If you are just tuning in, please be sure to share the video. Right, so guys for joining this evening. We have Dr. Latarsha Holden on the line. I'm going to uh, quickly read over her bio so that we can know who she is and what she does. All right. And if you, again, are just joining us, please be sure to share the video. Thank you. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go on in. I'm going to get ready to introduce uh, Dr. Latarsha Holden. All right, so we're going to read over her bio here. Um, Dr. Holden is inspiring people around the world. She has divined the eyes, shattered glass ceilings in her own life, and now inspiring others to do the same. Within 10 years, she's gone from being homeless with six children to a political candidate in 2007 election, um, from a GED to a doctorate degree in leadership studies, and became a 12 times published author. As a motivational speaker, she ignites the fire in others to live their best lives full of purpose. She is a transformational leader who gives hope and inspiration to others around the world. So I want you guys to help me bring on today Dr. Latasha Harden. We're going to give her a... Yes! Thank you for joining tonight. I'm so excited. I'm super excited. Absolutely. I thank you so much for joining. You could have been doing anything tonight, but you are here with me, and I'm not going to keep you long, but I definitely want to um, ask you a few questions, kind of get in your business, and, you know, above all, you know, my main goal in doing this is to empower other women. You know, I just think that, you know, with, with so much going on, you know, I want to be a ray of fresh air, a ray of light, to women, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody has their own story. You know, we all have been through something and I just think it's, it's healing uh, when we talk about, you know, those things. And when other people see other women 
have gone through, you know, what they may have went through that at the end of the day, we know that we can overcome anything, you know, and we are powerful, powerful, powerful beings. So, again, I thank you for, for coming on tonight. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and get started again. If you guys are just coming on, please share the video. Um, all right, so I do have a couple of questions for you. Um, and the title of this is Motherhood in Business. So I know that you just told me that you have six children. You've been in business. Um, one of the main things that I feel like, you know, we can struggle with as entrepreneurs and being um some of us are wives and you know mothers we have a lot going on so like one of my biggest questions is how do you balance like how do you balance you know the life with your children um if you're married your marriage um uh, and then your work and career life like how do you juggle all of that Um, now everyone is 18 and older, yes. but just when you read the bio, um, how I had managed to, uh, we was homeless close to four years in the streets of Atlanta, so to go wow. from being homeless with a GED and very little work history, and how I was able to manage running for city council, um, I'm at a different um, through college, um, and I'm becoming now a 13-time published author. Yes, congrats. I think for me it was um, the more I just trusted the process for me. Um, nothing for me. I, I, I believe uh, my story is is I want to say backwards. I, I feel like it's backwards. You know, God, it, it, it's not traditional. Right. Um, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I dropped out of school in the tenth grade. I had four kids by the time I was twenty-two. So to find myself homeless at thirty-five years old with a GED very little work history as, as with six children that was the turning point for me wow um i just found myself at a crossroad i knew i had to do something first before i ventured out in business school what you know but i knew i had to do something mm -hmm. first to change the trajectory of my family's life absolutely and so for me i just remember being living in a board of houses squatters and enrolling in college in 2007 and so for me, that's how the process started mm -hmm. to, 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 to turn around for us. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, so I would say that, I, well, I can't say, but that was probably, you know, that time of being homeless was probably one of the most challenging um, things that you went through. Like, how did you come out of that? Um, like, I know how you said that you enrolled in school, but like, how did you really, you know, get yourself and your family out of that situation? Well, to be honest with you, um, very transparent, most people who know me, um, it, it, it was hard. I, it's, it's no way I could say that process. First of all, to be, I'm in a major city in Atlanta, so, mm -hmm. you know, to be homeless with a GED at 35, that process was probably the hardest thing. And I think the mental shift that yes. had to take place was probably just almost unbearable than being homeless. Wow. And then at that time, I had two kids in high school, two kids in middle school, two kids in elementary school. So I was spread thin. And when I say homeless, it's not the average, you're sleeping with your family members mm -hmm. for years. 
the four years was sleeping in cars, scraping on money for hotel wow. shelters. Um, even when I rode in college, we was living in a board of house and squatters. Wow. So for, it, it was hard. Um, I just knew, no, I had 12 eyes watching me. I had 12 eyes that was dependent mm-hmm. on me, and I just knew I just had to do something. So for me, initially, it was going back to school. I went back to the last place that I gave up on myself. Wow. Which was school. Yeah, which was school. Man. Now, it, 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 I, I tell you, I, honestly, I really wanted to go run somewhere and hide in a corner. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know where to start. I'm just be honest. You know, you take the average 35-year-old that's out here homeless with their kids and they got a GD, very little work history. Mm-hmm. I really did not know where to start. I didn't even know what school was really going to do for me. Um, being out last time I had been in school, I was 15 years old. Right. Now I'm 35. So that gap, but I believe school saved me. School was wow. the, um, the the journey that God used to start yes. the saving process. Absolutely, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, and I tell my kids this too, uh, education is the key, you know. So that's powerful for you to say that going back to school actually, you know, helped you to get out of that situation, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, they make a take away your car, they can take away, they can repossess your car, they can take away your home, but they cannot take away your education or what's in your mind. That's like the most powerful thing and the most resourceful tool that one could attire. So, um, acquire, I should say. All right, now that's that was definitely good information. Um, now I have a question here of who who inspired you? Did you have people in your life even growing up, you know, uh, even back in your childhood that inspired you to, you know, want to do more, be more? Did you have, you know, dreams and goals as a little girl? You know, I did. I, honestly, I, I was actually the favorite little niece, the one they thought was going to grow and, and, and do something. Right, you know, okay. Special. I was that person. I just got on track, you know, at an early age. When I started having kids, that just definitely mm-hmm. um, threw me off track. But while I was homeless, I didn't have any mentors growing up. I didn't have any role models. So what I did when I was homeless, I chose three women to become my silent mentors. Mm. Women that I, I saw something in each one of them that I wanted to possess as I was growing and maturing into the woman God has called me to be. So that was Coretta Scott King, Michelle hmm. Obama, and Felicia Rashad. Okay. And, and so for me, when I, I studied them, I, I watched their life, you know, YouTube videos and read books. So that, they became my silent mentors. I think so whoever's watching, if you don't have someone, you might have to choose a person that you don't know something about mm-hmm. them when they carry themselves. So that's how I just chose those three women to become my mentors. Wow. And that's, that was, that's a good, uh, I actually, that was going to be one of my next questions. Um, how important do you think mentorship is? And do you think that, you know, in your journey to becoming who God wants you to be, is it important to have a mentor? Because some people think that, you know, they can just do things on their own, you know. Um, but I think a mentor is great because it, it provides accountability. So what would you say about that? Oh my goodness! You know what? I, I definitely agree with you. Um, and and, and, I, and I became my children's mentor. It, it's it's kind of uh, I want to say weird how it happened, but I I became their mentor mm. while we was homeless. So and the thing how I did was my legacy to 
my six children, now my grandchildren, in service to others. Mm. And so I taught my children how to give back when we didn't have a lot. Yeah. And they turned around by me showing them and mentoring, and, and they saw me doing events in the community. They turned around, and now um, they're serving in the military, college students, authors, entrepreneurs, wow. the medical field. That's awesome. And so I definitely believe, and my 19-year-old daughter, she's just launching her first, um, she's a four-time published author, but she launched her um, a tabletop games that she's created for kids. Oh, wow. So I think mentorship, but it starts in the home. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that it starts in the home. A lot of times I'm an ordained minister, but I think a lot of times we, we're so ready to go do ministry outside of the four walls yes. that we're, we're forgetting that ministry really starts inside the house. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then I talk about that too um, in my book as well. Um, I encourage you know, young girls to college students and all, you know, it's all about your circle of friends, you know, who you are, um, you know, a part of that's going to kind of, you know, take you in the direction that you're going to go in life. If you, you know, hang with a five bums, you're probably going to be the sixth bum. But if you hang with, you know, five, you know, people that are, they have goals, dreams, they, they are, you know, intentional about school, then you will be successful, you know, being around them. Um, and so I guess talking about that too, like how do you stay motivated um, with, with everything that you got going on? I know you're a busy woman. So like, what are some things that you do to keep yourself motivated? Well, I, I, I'm big on reflection. I rarely watch TV. TV to me is in a, um, a treat for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing my undergrad professor told the class that the world belongs to those who are disciplined. Mm-hmm. So doing homelessness, it taught me how to be disciplined. So I'm very, I live a very disciplined life. Um, so um, meditation, self-reflection is, is, and I keep my mind on the prize. I don't look to see what the runners to my right is doing or to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not here trying to compete with anyone. I'm just trying to run my race. So, and that just keeps me focused. So I've learned how to stay focused on the end goal. So I'm big on meditation and self-reflection. That's awesome. Okay, cool. I, that's so good. That is so good because I, I wrote about that too. You know, um, I haven't mastered meditation yet, but even if you haven't, you know, um, I talk about that in the book too. It, it, it just, you know, center yourself and try, try to be focused. You know what I'm saying? Do some breathing techniques. Um, I listen to music. Um, you know, there's there's various ways that you could, um, you know, meditate or just quiet your mind. It's so imperative. It's so imperative because our mind, like, oh my goodness, what's the number of thoughts that we have in one day? Like, plus 10,000 thoughts? Like, when you really think about that, it's like, man, your mind is going 24-7. So if you take five to ten minutes, you know, at least a day just to kind of focus, man, it, it really does uh, change the trajectory of your life. All right. Um, so I asked you um, about your mentors. Um, so I let me see here. What would be? You told me one event. I was gonna ask what. What are three events that helped to shape your life? I absolutely know one of them was, you know, your homelessness. Um, what are two other events in, in your life that helped shape your life? Um. Well, I, I, I would say one of the major things was um, 
ensure that I, I had a moral, first of all, to, I had a moral duty first to try my best to liberate my family mm-hmm. from homelessness and hopelessness. Um, you know, even as a mom, it was a lot of times I felt like I was drowning. I mean, you know, to be homeless I'm t- I, and family members are laughing, the kids right. want things. Right. So the weight of that was almost unbearable. Mm. But I remember Nelson Mandela said, how could he enjoy the limited freedom that he had when his sisters and brothers was not free? Mm. And from that statement, that's what led me to run for city council in 2017. And I just, it's my my legacy, serving to others. Yes. And so everything I do, whether I write a book, uh, motivational speaking is always to serve mm-hmm. others and to inspire them so that, that is my thing I think service to others and first just making sure I brought my kids safely to shore you yes. know um, to, to protect them from the school to prison pipeline you right. know the drugs the gangs I think for me at first that was my number one goal to to, to get them safe I call it safely to shore because mm-hmm. I feel like I was drowning yes you know yeah, wow. so that, that would be my thing that I really believe was my main two focus. Okay. That's good. Um, that's good. Um, now, I would ask you this, because I know that you're also an author. I see that you write um, comic books as well. Yeah, well, I released my first comic book last year. Okay. Yeah, when we first went on lockdown, I wrote a... My first, and it's a Christian comic book, so okay. I was definitely excited about that project. So outside of that, I have 13 books outside of the comic book. Okay. And talk about some of your other books. Like, what are some of the other things that you uh, that you write about? Well, my life story, No Longer Lost, From Homelessness to Overcomer. Yes. Um, I have four children's books I wrote for the little kids in the house to teach on kindness, friendship, and diversity. And then being a community advocate, I wrote a four-part youth series for the youth between 11, 12, to 15 years old that talk about sex trafficking, mm. teen dating violence, love and forgiveness. Then I wrote a book on leadership for inspiring and emerging leaders yes. in ministry and the marketplace. Um, a training manual. So I just kind of just started to empty myself because I wanted to touch people in a holistic way. Right. So, you know, so if I'm here, the kids in the family, the teenagers in the family, you know, my life story. So I did my, my writings was a way that I could really reach out and touch people no matter the age group in the family. Gotcha. All right. That works. I talk about that um, in book two as far as, um, you know, serving who and giving back. You know, I think that's so important. And I think that you know, I found for myself, you know, when you are going through something, a good way to take your mind off of that is by helping somebody else. Because, you know, you, you, you know, we get to the point where we think that what we're going through is just so horrible. And then we turn to the left or turn to the right. And there's somebody that's going through way worse than we are. You know what I'm saying? So we have to learn to be grateful, you know, um, in spite of, but just, you know, volunteering and, you know, doing for others, um, absolutely is a great way to you know get your mind off of sometimes your own problems that you're going through personally awesome uh, i would want to ask this um what advice would you give to your younger self or younger girls that are coming up behind you 
tell my younger self, um, man, believe in you. You know, it, don't ever, ever give up on you or sell yourself out to please anyone. Live unapologetically, you know. You know, and that's that's what I'm doing now at 48 years old. I'm finally getting to a place where I'm living unapologetically. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, well, I'm not. I'm no longer living with regrets. I'm no longer. I'm going after. So that's why I would tell myself, go after your dreams. You know, you yeah. don't have to prove nothing to anyone. One thing I learned to um, whoever's watching. One thing I noticed when I was running um, for city council and coming from homelessness. You're going to always have talkers. Mm, but absolutely. I realize most talkers are ones, if you ever realize the people that are talking down to you saying you're not going to make it, these are people on the sidelines. Right. I rarely saw somebody that had business about themselves that was making moves have the time to talk <laughs> down to you. Exactly. And so, yeah, I was like, I would tell people, man, don't even listen to those people on the side. They don't even have the guts to exactly. get in the race and at least try to run. Right. That's true. That's true. Because you always find that, you know, whether you're doing good or bad, it's like always going to be somebody that's trying to tear you down. But, you know, same thing happened with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He was like the, the best example that we get, you know. But yet and still, he had people around him that talked about him. He only confided himself in like three people because, you just you know, you can't, you can't trust people. And I talk about that too, like, um, you know, being discreet and having discretion, like, um, you know, keeping some things to yourself while you're trying to, you know, because everybody don't want to really see you win, you know, or get to the next level, you know. So, like you said, they are uh, on the sidelines. They just, you know, they're going to talk about you whether you making millions of dollars or two cents. Like, they still going to have something to say. And that's crazy. Well, we prove that with the way they talk about celebrities. So, they go to show you, they're going to talk about you. Exactly. That's so true. That is so true. All right. That was like a, many of my questions. I just want to know, you know, did you have anything that you would like to share um, with the listeners? Um, you know, any information that you would want to give? You just gave, you know, some great, great advice. Um, but just anything else that you just want to share that just may be on your heart? Well, um, first, one, one thing I tell people... Um, the thing is, God God has the power to do anything. I mean, he could have changed my life overnight. You know, we're talking about 13 years later mm -hmm. now. But God did not magically change my life. I had to be a willing participant in my own deliverance. Yes. You know, he, he did not just blink his eyes and I have degrees. He didn't blink his eyes and I have books mm -hmm. I've written. Yeah. But when you're running a race, I'm trying to compete. As long as you're authentically you, there's no competition. No one can beat you at me, being you. That's right. what I realized. No one can beat me at being me and vice versa for me to someone else. You know, and own your space. You deserve to be here just like the next person. Yeah. And another, I just want to leave somebody with this. I, I believe God has taken me, man, I tell you. From being Georgia Mother of the Year last year and then National Mother of the Year, I made United States history as holding the national title. God is using my story to let people know the world will have you thinking you need to be connected to the right group, you need the right friend, you need to live in a zip code, a certain zip code, live in a certain house for God to do what He's going to do with you. But if God 
can take a former homeless woman in the streets of Atlanta when 12, 13 years ago, the only people knew me was to work for office. Mm. But if God can take a former homeless woman to run to, to from being homeless to running for political office, from a GD to a doctor, authoring just so many other things he's done, I didn't have to know anybody that was connected. I didn't have to sleep around to get ahead. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the resources. All I had, all I needed was God. Amen. So who's ever watching, whether you're in business, thinking about going back to school, thinking about writing that book, you don't have to sell out to get what God has for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that is so good. You know, um, and like you said, people are always saying, I'm, well, I'm just waiting on God. But they haven't stepped one foot in front of the other. And that's what I talk about as well. Like, God is your co-pilot, but you are directing the, the plane, the train, automobile, whatever you drive, you're directing it. He's just, you know, there with you to assist you along the way. But you got to put one foot in front of the other, you know. So, um, yeah, you got to do it. And, and, and you know, I don't blame. I mean, change, change is painful, but it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what I did was I didn't focus on whether or not my book was going to be number one bestseller. Mm -hmm. See, when you, I didn't focus on the end result. Right. I just focused on the process. Right. So as long as I was, when I ran for city council, I didn't focus on that I was the underdog in the race. I focused on that I had a, I felt like I had a duty to go back and fight for the homeless community, mm -hmm. the lack of affordable housing. So as long as I chased purpose and not perfection. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's good. That's so good. I, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for, again for joining me tonight. Um, and then you, I heard you say that you were ordained minister. Yes. So with that being said, this is my, technically my first podcast that I'll be, um, you know, launching. So if you would do me the honor of just praying over the podcast, praying for the people, um, you know, praying for our people that's in Texas and just the nation, the world in general. Um, I just ask that you would please bless us and do that, please. Father God, we ask that no more deaths in Texas. 
bodies, oh God, that you touch the bodies and the homes, oh God, that you begin to be the heat, oh God, and to every household has heat and running water. Yes, God. Father God, let them know that you have not forgotten about them, God. Even in the midst of these dark days, yes, let them know, God, that you're still there and that you're sitting here. Father you. God, we just bless our leaders, oh God, and give them the wisdom, the knowledge, oh God, and the heart to yes, do what's God. right. Even if it might not be favorable amongst their friends or colleagues, but mm -hmm. the heart to do what's yes. right for the people, they signed up to serve. Yes, God. And so, Father God, again, we just pray for an extra blessing over Angie's um, podcast, oh God, that it will bless so many women to come. Yes, God. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you and your family. Um, you continue to stay safe, and we will definitely be in touch. You know, um, I just feel like every I don't believe in coincidences, and I just believe that you know you came into my life for a reason. So, you know, I definitely want to not just have this be a just a you know a regular interview. I would love for us to you know be in connection with each other and fellowship and all of that because I pray for uh women of power women of uh you know women of god to to come into my life you know what i'm saying so you are just one of them along the journey so again thank you so much uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this interview but i appreciate you so much love for coming on and anytime you need me to do anything um please let me know well i'm sorry can i get the information where they can contact absolutely yeah give your contact information Awesome. And you said the website is www.latarshaholden.info? Dr. Latarsha Holden without a period. So it's drlatarshaholden.info. Okay, cool. I'm going to try to see if I can pin that in here. All right. Well, I thank you so much, Queen, for joining me tonight. You enjoy the rest of your evening, and we definitely will be in touch. Same to you. Awesome. You have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. I think that was an absolute great interview. I'm so excited, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was so dope. So how would you guys enjoy that? That was our Dr. Latasha Holden out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, she gave you all her information where you can find her at on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, all right, and her website, I'll be seeing if I could pin. There we go. Pin that. All right, so for the recap, you will be able to go back and um, listen and find her information. But definitely a powerful woman. And see, God is amazing because I didn't even know that she was a an ordained minister. So look at God. You know, God is so amazing. And I thank her for praying over this podcast because at the end of the day, like, I really, really want this to reach millions of women. And it starts somewhere. Hey, you know, 
I'm in my I'm in my kitchen right now. Hey, but I just have vision and I just have a dream, you know, that it's it's God, I can't even imagine what he has in store for me. So I'm so blessed that she was able to join. Uh, we will be taking a little intermission because I have part two. I told you this was a double whammy night tonight. I have um, Alicia Eunice coming on, a.k.a. Mama TT. She is, oh my God, a life coach. She's an oracle. She is just an awesome, amazing woman who has her own testimony. So we're going to talk to her tonight. I'm going to reach out to her real quick and just also make sure that we're going to be on for the time frame and all of that stuff. And so, um, again, if you are joining me, I thank you for joining me. Um, be sure to go over to Instagram, okay? Because I've been going live on on Facebook, and I probably will continue to do so, but I want to do a lot more and build up my following on um, on Instagram. And so my Instagram would be um, the at sign, the word the, underscore Diva Cole. So be go, go ahead to uh, head over there and follow me on Instagram, okay? Because that's where we'll be going live at moving forward. But, excuse me, ladies, please share this to your groups. I think that was just a powerful word. You know, some of the things she had to say in regards to mentorship. You know, I write that in my book talking about servanthood is so important. And mentorship, having people around you that, you know, are going in the same direction you are. You know what I'm saying? Um... It's just time to get out of hanging around people that don't have vision, that, that aren't doing anything, that, you know, we don't have time for that. Like, if you are trying to be intentional, you're trying to be on purpose, then some people just can't go, you know, where God is taking you. So, you know, they got to go. <laughs> they got to go. So, like I said, I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break. All right, and then we'll be back on with Alicia Eunice tonight at 9 o'clock, okay? So y'all definitely don't want to miss that one either, okay? This is a great interview, but you definitely don't want to miss um, Alicia Eunice. We'll be on again with her at 9 o'clock. So I'm going to take a quick break. All right, I thank you guys for joining me tonight. Make sure you share the video, and I thank you for all your love and support, and we'll be back soon.